and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello. 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 I am here as well. Present. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They will be reprising their roles as... Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogal McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And they're in a difficult situation. Some might say a bit of bother. Sticky Yeah, let's get going a bit strong there, surely. You know me, I give to hyperbole. It's a bad afternoon. Let's let's put it that way. Hmm. Yeah, so how do we even describe this? Judgment Day, end of the world, end of Aradin, end of everything. Yeah, one of them. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> one of those days. In fact, it's been one of those weeks, really, for Tommy. <laughs> You've not had a good week. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever since I won the arena and, you know, I was held as the grand champion of the arena, things seem to be on the up and up for old Tom. And it's ever since Rogar showed up, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Your life did become massively better when he left. (laughs) Cheers, guys. I mean, I'm not saying you're the cause. You're just a catalyst. (laughs) It just happened to to be the time you showed up. All of a sudden, things went to shit. Literally on the very day. (laughs) And it was not, not of your causing, but there we are. Hmm. Uh, people are going to start noticing this pattern (laughs) yeah you're you're a harbinger of um, shit days (laughs) that's his official title the harbinger yeah so last week um, the angels descended and started fucking shit up I think kind of summarizes it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the, the angels descended with vengeance, and we thought, oh, they're, they're, they're coming with vengeance, all right? But it turns out they were coming with even more vengeance than we perhaps realized. Yeah, they, um, they're they are not the happy. hammer down. No, in fact, they, they're going very fucking hard. Um, yeah, so our players of as well as a bunch of NPCs, were in the Varadin Council chamber trying to uh, assess the state of the city when the Divine Hand, a world power of some form, you guys haven't really looked into them at all yet. Uh, maybe some history checks at some point when you're less about to be uh, exploited yeah. by angels. A bit, bit, bit busy at the moment, <laughs> but yeah, at yeah. some point we'll get around to it. Yeah. They um, showed up on Varadin's doorstep Five angels flying in the sky and siege weaponry firing on the city. Soldiers invading through the unfortunately destroyed gates. And all hell started breaking loose. Or uh, all heaven breaking loose, I suppose. Uh. Ah, (laughs) Rogar leapt out the window because that's a smart idea. As you do. As you do. And on his floating descent spotted a rather strange man in a robe who he went to go have a chat with. Everyone else scarpered as Cassiel the Righteous Flame, the seeming uh, leader of this invasion, 
made his way towards the Varadin Council Chamber, and our old friend Araha Odell stayed behind to try speak to him, given that they both share a, a deity known as Tempus. You don't know how that ended, but given Cassiel's announcement at the end of the last episode, probably not that well. But before then, you guys went out into the city, you tried to save some citizens, you succeeded, you started sending people towards the uh, sewers and the alleyways. Rogar spoke to a strange man who seemed quite happy about the current arrangements, kind of was a little bit cryptic and had eyes that looked out upon the cosmos. Then, uh, yeah, you ended the whole session in a bit of a fight for your lives against angels, soldiers, city guardsmen. Shit just hit the fan on all angles, but y'all survived. A lot of city guardsmen died, and Orman Balsar, the revolutionary leader, <laughs> is horribly wounded. It's uh, God Captain Emmerich, who's also in tow, is actually doing okay, so success. <laughs> really well, actually. Yeah, he beast mode it all over those yeah. uh, soldiers. <laughs> I didn't expect him to do that well. <laughs> He's a badass. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, full credit to him. Yeah, but as you guys were getting to the point of essentially mopping things up with the uh, the real brunt of the attack kind of stopped with these three angels who took a particular interest in trying to kill Rogar. wonder why. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> As they uh, fell to the ground, the storm that had been brewing this entire time, as the the four powerful angels, let's say, flew up into the heavens and started casting a, a spell that I like to call control weather, and Cassiel's voice boomed out, telling you that the leadership of Varadin was dead, and time to repent, boys and girls, because Judgment Day is here. And at that point, six flaming carriage wheel covered in eyes descended from the storm cloud and the wind started whipping around the rain was coming down thunderbolts cracking into buildings this looks very much like the end of days for Varadin and that's where we ended the episode so what you doing I will say this um uh, just to wrap things up a little bit here all that was left in the combat last time was two divine hand soldiers I'll say you guys easily finish them off if you're trying to kill them uh I might as well yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That's fine by me. I mean, they they are just regular soldiers, and you guys are uh, relatively powerful heroes. Actually, let's 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 say let's say just 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 for for fun that Jeff and Guard Captain Emmerich killed them. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff. Jeff's a bit of a Jeff! legend as well. Jeff, our ascended extra. <laughs> our first Patreon named character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was way more invested in that combat than my own. I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is when it, when it's just just like a little guy holding his own uh, against sort of unwinnable odds. It was it was quite riveting. Mm. Dude held the line. He held the line, and that's that's all he was asked to do, and he did it with a plum. Mm. Good old Jeff. <laughs> Sounds like brother-in-law material. <laughs> uh, so before you guys kind of do too much. To give you an idea of what these giant flaming carriage wheels are doing, they are slowly descending into the city. They're quite far away from you all, and there's six of them. So they're kind of splitting up, and you kind of get the idea that they're going into almost like um, sections of the city separately to do something. You don't know what, but whether it's to just intimidate or show presence, you're not certain just yet. 
Guard Captain Emmerich is already kind of yelling orders at civilians to get them out of buildings and usher them towards the sewers like you were doing, Tommy. So he's kind of picking up your lead on that one. What's going on? What's the plan? So can I can I just ask a question? Sure. Um, <laughs> I now know why all of these angels turned on me. Mm-hmm. Would would Rogar know why? Um, I think you would have a reasonable guess that the reason why these angels all suddenly focused on you with undying hatred is probably due to the fact that you're walking around in a weird symbiotic entity that is directly linked to the Whispering Man. Yeah. You are yeah, basically I'm... a beacon of an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, th- I think, I think, I think, I'm, I'm hoping that that we were all on the same page, and that was fairly obvious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it, it is Rogart. They are angels. True. True. But but hey, you know. Well, what Rogar's going to suggest is uh, rather than just filtering people into the sewers, let's get everybody out of here and back to the fortress we now own and make a stand there. If we have to, Miles if it away. us. I was going to say, you you know that the fortress is like two weeks walk away. Well, I'm not bothered about everybody else getting there. I'm just bothered about me getting there. Really? Yeah. But... Just so you know, for a scale, there, there is. It's a yeah. Which we should. We should I, 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 feel, I feel like hopefully we we be safe there as long as they're not going to destroy all of like Ashar as well. They're just they're just focusing on Varadim. I'm just so. thinking we need to find Helm's Deep, the only <laughs> place that I can think of that's like Helm's Deep. It might be that place. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it seems like a logical solution. Uh, solution, but um, Tommy's got something he wants to do before he leaves the city because to- Tommy doesn't really want to leave. Good the city. for you. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think I think everyone is of the same opinion now. I, I would assume everyone's of the same opinion now that yeah, there's not going to be much of a city left. No, let's stay. Fuck it. You know, holiday time. <laughs> <laughs> watch the watch the fireworks. Yeah. So some yeah, some people just want to watch the world burn, eh, Sophia? Hey. Sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh yeah, so I've got something I've got to do. Look, try and get as many people into the sewers as possible. Yeah, we can lead them back to our estate. Makes perfect sense. Got some new indentured servants, fucking brilliant. But yeah, I've I've got to hit up um Telson's trinkets before we go. How far away are we from Telson's? Um, probably about if you're running there, probably twenty minutes, thirty minutes. You're not super far. Uh, I mean, I'll, yeah, I am not going with you. That's fine. Um, I'm going in the. I'm going through the sewer as well, so to avoid as much combat as I can. So you're all going into the sewer now. What's who's doing? Okay, we're well, all going to go to the sewer, but I'm, I'm not. Why, you're not going into the sewer at all. I'm cheesing it. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to jump on Dwayne and I'm gone. All right. I just thought, yeah. Having noticed that these things will stop attacking everybody else to attack me. Yeah, you know, I mean, you R- Rogar's be, got um... a bit of sensibility in there still. There's still a little bit of Rogar left in there. Yeah, like um, diversion. Well, yeah, I, I suppose in a sense. <laughs> more, more of a self-preservation thing, I think, though. No, yeah. Div- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fucking off. <laughs> Um, are you guys agreeing to rendezvous anywhere? Because there's like there's places outside the city that you would be able to get to. Um, like I was going to say, uh, do you want to chuck me? Tommy oh. knows enough about the sewer system to know decent 
like rendezvous points outside that connect to some of the exits. There's not like too many, but you could head out into one of those. Yeah, there's an there's an old uh, smugglers tunnel we can use that we've brought in some um, miscellaneous items in through over the years. Um, leads to kind of um, outside the in into into the trees and stuff. Didn't really like it because it was a bit too exposed getting out there, but up against this lot and it's the other side from the main city gate as well right okay uh so if you head that way tunnel comes out and i'll basically explain um that where where some landmarks are near there that we could meet up by give him the sending stone yeah give him one of the sending stones good idea um because i think actually it might be better that i go through the sewers to one of these places rather than through the sky Considering all these things are in the yeah, sky. Yeah, you might want to... You might want to use the sewers to get out. Yeah, I might, I might not want to fly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, the, the original plan, you were thinking, yeah, I'll just, just fuck off out. I was like, uh, actually... <laughs> yeah, I just, I just kind of figured about that. I was like, wait a second. This guy <laughs> flies around. And he's probably faster than me. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to fly because he'll see me. <laughs> I will say you can also see lots of other angels. So you fought those armored angels. There's more than just those three. You can see lots of those flying into the city, and there's larger, not so much in terms of like massive angels, but more like humanoid size. If all humanoids were seven foot and super buff, there's a lot of those sorts of angels flying yeah. into the city as well. Right. Well, I assume we're close to a sewer point, uh, a sewer entry point, anyway. Mm-hmm. So I might jump down there with these guys. And uh, and I'll make my way towards the towards the exit. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll as as if we're going to start getting moving, then I'm going to try try and get Guard Captain Emmerich to say, look, you know, you, we've got as many people in as we can now. Get out where you can. We're, 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 we're what we're doing. Whether he wants to come with me to Telsons or whether he wants to go with Rogar. Yeah. And um, we'll bring Jeff. Yeah. yeah we'll bring bring in Jeff definitely. And I'm I'm gonna gonna run down to you, Rogar, which way to go in the sewers so you don't get lost to, to get yourself out. Okay. So, wait a minute. Uh, wait. Are people going to be following Rogar out? You well, think? they can do. Yeah, I mean, you, you can try and, like, um, suggest to some of the some of the fleeing people um, to go that way. I mean, it might be nice to bring some of the, um, some of the residents to our estate if we can. Hmm. I mean, I'll say this, the what was left of the city guard, so the, the four guardsmen plus Jeff the guard, are happy to escort the civilians with Rogar. They, they're kind of already sort of shuffling and kind of trying to do their best to protect the citizens. Okay, that, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Who's coming with me then? Um, Emmerich nods towards you, Tommy, and he goes, ah, I'll go with you. I'll watch your back. Ormond um, looks to you all and goes, this sounds like a good plan, but I'm going to do what I can to save more people. I yeah, thought I could stand up to these things in a fight, but it seems not to be the case. So I'm going to go door to door to start getting people into the sewers. All right, Ormond, T- tell him to go and I give him the, the, the directions from, this, from where we are in the sewers to, to get to the exit that we're going to be going out of. Time to go that way and stick to the shadows, mate. I know you're good at it. He nods and uh, kind of gives you a little brief, like half-hearted salute, like kind of almost mockingly as he was never a military person. And 
runs off down the uh, one of the alleyways near you. Hmm, where am I going? Hmm, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna roll a die. Which way I'm going? Rogot. I'm gonna go with odd number, and Tommy, an even number. Let's do a d100. I'm going with Rogar. Cool. Okay. So Rogar, Sophia, um, the guards, the five guards total, and I'm going to do a roll to see how many civilians you guys get with you. Hmm. 29 civilians are funneling into the sewers at the moment. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So they are doing their best, but do realize, I mean, they are a panicky, flighty crowd who are desperate to get out of here. So... (laughs) Maybe I'll lead from the front and then Rogar can come from the rear and be like all scary and shit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, just, just just stay ahead of Rogar or else he might eat you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I don't eat the living ones. <laughs> well, you might kill them and then eat them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, for the journey. And R4 obviously is going with Tommy as well. Yeah, Tommy's got enough backup. He's got R4, he's got Jeff. What was the more does he need? Uh, Jeff's Jeff, with you guys. Jeff's with you guys. And oh, yeah. um, uh, he's got... Um, Zemmerich, Tommy and Emmerich. R4 are going together. Just just, 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 just a quick um, strike team. I forgot Andrew. to ask previously. Mm-hmm. You know the guy that got defenestrated? Yeah. Uh, what happened to him? <laughs> Is he Cora? okay? Yeah. Cora, yeah, yeah we... we, we you met him not that long ago. <laughs> I, I saw him in the arena before the fight. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, my bad. He was, my... He was a bit... Um... I didn't see him. You yeah, no. Him. He okay. was a bit worse for wear. I probably would have okay. told you about seeing him again. Okay, it just... Was, just... It, was, yeah. it was pretty cool. He, um, he okay. gave me some pointers. Fair enough. I just thought that was a an issue that we hadn't resolved, but no, we, we had, and we, I'm we, just... We had, but it was quite a while ago. <laughs> it really wasn't. Uh, in in terms of like weeks for us, it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Also, you've got two tigers with you as well. Remember? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe they, they should be at the rear. They could go ripping up the rear. Yeah. Growling. Be, uh, terrifying the citizens. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in front of the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're splitting the party. Yeah. You lot are going down to the sewers. The other three are uh, heading towards Tassin's trinkets. So. How are you guys heading to uh, the shop? Stealthy, stealthy, or just trying to run there as quick as you can? Uh, in the sewers, uh, run as quick as we can. Okay. And then, and then, yeah, when we get out into the street, we'll we'll we'll, we'll scout it and see what's going on before we um, sprint there. Mm-hmm. Makes makes okay. sense. So you uh, split up, and Tommy. Eventually, after making your way through the sewers for a little while, you get to the point where you know you can exit near the um, market district and pull yourself out and uh, do me a perception check. Also, I presume you're trying to be stealthy as well at this point. So. Uh, yeah, I'll do a perception check. And a stealth with advantage. And a stealth with advantage. Uh, a 30 for my stealth and a 14 for my perception. Mm-hmm. So you head out initially while Emmerich and R4 kind of wait in the sewer for your signal, and you sort of sneak to the edge of the alleyway. You duck your head down as you watch... Um, a group of those armored angels kind of fly overhead. And then you watch as one of the larger um, unarmored and quite intimidating looking angelic creatures with this almost glowing radiant skin and these large 
white feathery wings holding a golden mace flies behind them. Luckily, with a 30, they don't spot you. Um, what, you also, <laughs> what you also notice is uh, those giant flaming wheel creatures who are called Ophinim for people who are interested in um, biblical references <laughs> or uh, mythology references, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, the Ophinim, as they are coming down to the city, are all kind of glowing with this radiant light, which is almost like a corona around the flames that they're already covered in. And you watch as beams of light are appearing near these creatures and hitting buildings and setting them on fire. Cool. Um, so do, do I have a little window to, to, to sprint out? Yeah, you have a moment now. Are you going by yourself or are you bringing the other two? Uh, how, how far am I going to be from them? If um, so it's across the road, so I'd say 30 feet to get to the door. Okay, yeah, I'll go on my own then. Okay. So you run out across the street and you get to Tarsen's Trinkets. The door is locked, so do me a uh, lockpick. Get the okay. thieves' tools ready. Uh, I can't remember how to do that, actually. It's been such a long time. Uh, I think uh, you're proficient with thieves' tools, so for I you, am, yeah. it's um, d20 plus dex plus your proficiency. Okay, so I'll do an unskilled dex and then add my proficiency mm-hmm. onto that. Uh, 23 plus... I, I hope that's enough. Is that enough? <laughs> do I have to add it together? That is enough to undo the lock on his front door, yes. You... And the door swings open. Uh, I'm going to do a quick perception to see if there's any traps or anything that he... Uh, okay. In the way. Uh, a 19. A 19. You scan the front area of the shop. You notice that pretty much like every cupboard and... Um, storage unit in the front area of the shop has what initially looked like decorations but are actually little blue runes along all the edges. The floor itself doesn't seem trapped, but he certainly traps his uh, valuables. That makes sense. At least the ones that he's put away. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of speak in one of those quiet shouts. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, Talson! Talson! Are you in there? And see if, he's, see if he is in there. Because I'm not trying to rob him. I'm just trying to get my sword back. Mm. You uh, look around the sort of front area of the shop, kind of do a little whispered shout from the doorway, and wait a few moments. Don't hear anything. Uh, I'm going to see if I can spot my sword then. Okay. So um, you go through the front area of the shop, past where he has kind of like his counter, and look into the back room, which is where he would do his enchanting and things like that. You do see, because he hasn't, like, he was working on this at the time, a rapier that looks very familiar sat on his um, workshop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do another check to see if there's anything trapped before I get into his workshop. Uh, 14 this time. Uh, 14. You do notice on the door, like, uh, frame, mm-hmm. a rather simpler set of runes that are glowing white. Um, I'm wondering what might set that off, and whether I need to, um, whether I can disarm it at all? Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd really have the tools to disarm a magical um, rune like that. Um. Unless you try to damage it, maybe? Yeah, I might just, I might try and take a shot at it from a distance. Okay. It might be the sensible move. Um, so, yeah, 
uh, I'll I'll take a pot shot at it with the last rights. So just take a normal attack. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step step back quite a way so I can still see it, still within my range, but I'm about I'm sort of back towards the front of the shop again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a twelve. Ooh. Uh, twelve. So I mean, that's enough to hit the door frame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't try to dodge you. No. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you hit the door frame, but when the runes kind of get damaged, you hear the sound of like clanging bells, uh, ringing noises, just lots and lots of loud noise that just starts ringing out through the whole shop. Okay, I'm gonna gonna run through and try and grab my rapier. Okay. And uh, is there is there anything else on his workbench out <laughs> at all? Uh, do we need investigation? I'm not trying to rob him, but you know, at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, he's robbed us enough. A fourteen. A uh, fourteen. You just quickly grab like a small little uh, brown pouch. And, uh, okay. Run on out. Cool. Rapier and brown pouch. Mm-hmm. Um, is my rapier been enchanted or? It looks the same. He has okay. not finished it, unfortunately. Uh, fuck. But, um, that was a waste of gold. Unfortunately, so. And with the loud clanging noises going off, as you start leaving the uh, workshop. You hear the fluttering of wings. The city's on fire. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm gonna just sprint down to the alley if I can and see if I can get out before um, anything catches me. Okay. Um, roll me some initiative, because as you run out, you see one of those armored angels is swooping down towards you, alerted by the sound. Uh, oh, a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Very initiative today. I should also get uh, Emmerich and R4 up there, because they are down in the sewer, but they're not too far away. Okay, so my uh, Angel gets a 14, R4 gets a 10, Emmerich gets an 8, and Tommy gets an 8. Not the best initiative rolling I've ever done, unfortunately. Okay then, so, Tommy, you attempt to run across the street, but the angel is uh, quicker on the draw as it swoops down towards you to attack. uh, You're going to swing that longsword at you as it glows with that radiant divine energy again that you saw unfortunately do a hell of a lot of damage to poor Orman. He comes down. 17? Oh, I think that's a hit. 17's good enough, huh? Uh, Nope, no, an 18. Need an 18. Good old ring of protection. <laughs> oh, that was close. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second attack then. Oh, nine. So it comes down like full of righteous zeal, slashes at you brutally both times, but you duck and dodge out of the way, do a little bit of a roll towards the alleyway. Next up, it's all four's turn. He doesn't really know what's going on at the moment, so I'm saying all four and Emmerich are essentially surprised this round. So, Tommy, it is your turn. What are you? Uh, what are you doing? So am I am I engaged at the moment? Um, it is next to you, so you would have to disengage or just run. It is up to you what you do. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. If it's thirty feet away to get into the um, into the sewer in the alley, get then I'm gonna probably just um, just do a runner basically. And I don't want to attack opportunity, so I probably have to disengage. Okay. So you disengage and just immediately bolt to the alleyway. I'll say this. Um, and I'm shouting at the other two. Just get back. Mm-hmm. Um, being that you're a rogue, 
you can bonus action hide. I would allow that. It's distracted from swooping down and missing completely. You're running into a shadowy alleyway to duck into a sewer. I'd give you that as a... Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll bonus action hide then. It's just a uh, stealth check with advantage, normal? Yeah, same as usual. Pop your hood up. Uh, a 32. 32? Don't see me, don't see me, don't see me, don't see me. <laughs> I will check, but I don't think... Uh... I mean, I, 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 I'd be horrified if you can. <laughs> I mean, some of my angels are pretty fucking perceptive, but that's uh, given that you're dropping out of the uh, alleyway completely. Unfortunately, within 11, he does not spot you. Ooh. Wow. Huh? You, uh, so, you jump down into the sewers, land with a slight splash as you hear the ring of uh, bells and the yells of an annoyed angel behind you. <laughs> but you got your rapier. Yay. That's a bit, a bit, a bit of real Tommy there, you know, just, just nicking stuff, awesome. <laughs> stuff that belongs to him by right. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would have tried to loot the store a little bit more, but I figure I probably would have just blown myself up. So. Probably. Yeah. That would yeah, better be a just, chance. <laughs> better, better just get out with what I got, really. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna just guide the guys back in the direction that I sent Rogar and Sophia off in. Um, and probably console Emmerich a little bit about the fact that our city is currently being destroyed. Yeah, I mean, Emmerich, he's very well-trained and has had to put up with a lot of hardship recently, but he's being stoic right now, uh, but he still kind of nods along with that, like, we we were so close to making this a better city. I was hopeful. I was hopeful that... Something good could finally come of all that, all that horror. Me too, mate. Look, I, I never thought any of this was going to happen, but I also never thought that I'd be fleeing the city with the captain of the guard, no less, in tow. Me, street-level enforcer, lieutenant to one of the gangs. I mean, world's turned completely upside down. And just when we thought things were finally setting, settling down again, look at us. City's gone, mate. And I, I've no idea what I'm going to do now. I know every nook and cranny of this place. This is my home. I think, I think today is a loss. Yes, but that doesn't mean it always has to be. We'll come back. We'll come back and take back what's ours from these, these creatures. You really think so, mate? I'm not letting something that we worked so hard to save be ripped from our hands. I don't like the idea of running today, but I know it's the smart move. But that doesn't mean we're going to run forever. See, mate. All right. And I give him a sort of clap on the back. And we get moving fairly quickly to try and um, try and catch up with the um, refugee caravan. Mm. That's um, probably not going at a very quick pace down the sewers. Oh, no. There are like 20, at least 30 of us. Yeah. Plus two tigers and a giant bat yeah and you're going down unfamiliar sewers with um hasty directions given by me yeah <laughs> so i'm, I'm hoping did he mean we'll left you did, yeah did he say did he say right or did he say left yeah was it, was it left left right or left left right right or left left there, right there is left. no right here uh um <laughs> wait a bit i remember this bit are we just going in fucking circles Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so let's catch up with the other group then as Tommy and co are trying to make their way to you. As you're going through the sewers, 
I mean, do you want to do anything first? Any anything you need to say to each other, or should I continue on? Um, I don't think I've got anything to say really. I don't say. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Um, I don't think Rogar and Sophia have much to say other than like they just want. I mean, in Rogar's eyes, he just wants to keep moving, and you know, I, I'm almost not even that bothered about the 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 civilians we've got with us. I just want to get out of there. Brogar, those angels hated you. Yeah, well, you know, kind kind of the uh, side effects of being, um, well, I suppose their eyes on holy abomination, isn't it? Yes, in their eyes. I mean, you were on the top of the roof earlier. Were you okay? Yeah, all good. Did you see something up in the roof? Mm, Well... There was, there was a. I was just talking to someone, to be honest, you know, and uh, no, we had, we had a decent chat, and uh, yeah, I think we're, I think we're definitely taking the best course of action. Talking to somebody on the top of the roof while everybody is getting bombed to shit. Well, okay, yeah. I wasn't. It's very true. Very, very true. Okay, as long as you're all right, let's um, let's try and get you out of here since you seem to have a a target on your back. Oh, uh, n- nice of you to uh, show that you care. Yeah, you know, I've known you for a while now, I guess. I'm going to give her one of them butt slaps. <laughs> I've not done hey. it for a while. No, you haven't. I-, I swear you've only done the boys before. I have. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you- one of the boys. Wonderful. As you two are talking and walking and you're marching through these dark sewers, sewer water, slightly up to your uh, knees at the moment, just trudging through the dark, stinky horribleness of the Varadin sewer system, you suddenly hear a, a scream from one of the citizens who is marching along with you all. And go and investigate, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll both go check it out. <laughs> you just hear a... Ah, ah, oh, God, ah, what the fuck? And you see um, a, a younger gentleman kind of falls back into the water. And both of you do me perception checks. You notice a bunch of the citizens that were near him kind of jump back as well. Uh, 14. And I got, a, with advantage, yeah, both of us with advantage. I mean, we both got a 13 and a 14. Fuck yeah. Hell. That's really bad. You both see, to be fair... Um, a small green and blue snake slither so away through the water. So does it look very similar to the one that was? I mean, when you killed, yeah, snakes uh, look very similar to each other in general. Yeah, but was it blue and green? I think I said it was uh, green and yellow. The other one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Fuck the other one was out. green and yellow. There's infestation of fucking snakes in this fucking city. Meh. Let the angels clean it up. And the city needs to burn. Fucking hell. <laughs> Kill it's it with fire. Now it's theirs. <laughs> Is it near me? Can I stab at it? Oh, as you go to go to that snake, a snake bites you, Sophia, but uh, gets stuck on your boot, doesn't it? Get its uh, teeth through the leather. Um, I whip around and get it with my sword. Okay, attack the snake <laughs> with my. What have I got nowadays? My rapier. That's it. 18. Okay, you stab at the snake and you hear a little hiss and see a bit of blood rise up out of the water. Ew! Is it dead? It's definitely dead. Hey! Hmm. Why are these snakes coming from? 
both of you do me another perception check? Oh, balls. <laughs> uh, I got not 20. Wow. Natural 20, which for you is an exact 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear a sound of sloshing water, as if something large is moving in your direction. Oh. Oh, dear. Um, can you see what it is? The guy who him... fell on the floor, the, the, the wussy guy. Uh-huh. Uh, can I pick him up and tell him to go find out what that is? Uh, you can try and intimidate him into doing it, because he's kind of limping on a foot that's now swelling up with the poison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go on. Roll me intimidation. Uh, 16. He um, panics a little bit and goes, um, I, I, Yes, uh, sure, sure, and kind of like starts limping through the water up ahead of you guys. I'm gonna as as I do as that happens. I'm gonna make my way towards like the front of the group. Okay. You hear not too far away from you a loud scream that is suddenly cut off. Is it from the guy? It sounded a lot like him. And Rogar, you start to spot a lot more snakes heading in your direction, all slithering along the ground like a carpet of uh, poisonous serpents. And you see something else coming towards you in the darkness. A large snake. And Rogar, for a brief moment, it's like you blink. And you're stood in a dusty little desert town called Scorchhaven. And you watch as a large snake makes its way out of a giant golden temple. The symbol of Yig emblazoned upon its forehead that half-crescent moon. And you blink again, and suddenly you're back in the sewers, but that snake is still there, towering above you, even coiled and slithering. It stands at least 14 foot tall. Okay. Is there... Is there, is there like an exit to the sewers like above me or around me anywhere? Would I be able to see that? You see something a little bit ahead of you to the right that's above you. Uh, in fact, what we're going to do now is I'm going to move you all over to a map. Mm, but this this time it's you guys that get into combat and I've got to come and save you. Yeah. Well, you know. Apparently I, I, I just keep following Rogar, you know. Yeah, exactly. This time it's going to be Tommy running for like six rounds. <laughs> um, screaming, I want these motherfucking snakes out this motherfucking tunnel. <laughs> because someone had to say it. <laughs> when you uh, load on the map, go over to the right-hand side. Yep. Oh, there we are. Oh, I'm nuts. Rogar, I don't know if are you riding Dwayne at the moment. If I'm what? Are you riding Dwayne in the tunnel, or is he staying back with uh, the guards and things? He'd probably still be. Um, he'd probably be towards the. Uh, I've got to be honest. He'd probably be towards the back. Okay, so he's back a little closer to the civilians and the guards. Yeah. So Rogar, you can see over on your right a uh, portion of the sewer that kind of opens up a little bit that would likely house some sort of uh, grate for you to get through, but you also see it covered in poisonous snakes just crawling through some of the doorways. And then, yes, you see this large creature slithering towards you. Okay. Um, I want to cast message on it. Okay. So, as I say, oh serpent of Yig, if you wish to leave this sewer, I suggest you move over there to the right. And I will hold out an arm pointing in the direction which it needs to move. Do you mean I guess an intimidation? Is that what you're going for? I don't want to try and intimidate it because I, 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 what I want is I want it to know that 
I want you to almost understand more that I know what it is, and that I too follow a a, a deity uh, of said pantheon. Maybe a persuasion then. Say so you're not trying to be um, aggressive with it. Go for a persuasion. I have disadvantage on persuasion checks, don't I? Um, yes. Though I would say, against a monstrous entity, would it care? I know this is like rule is written, yes, but I feel like that's a little bit depending on who you're talking to. I don't okay. Know if it seems okay with that. I, to me, that's a better interpretation of that rule. Yeah, that sounds seems, good to me. Seems seems legit. I mean, the snake's not going to be worried, is he? Yeah, like, talking to any random dude, yes, the fact you have an eye on your forehead will freak them out. Talking to a giant snake monster of an old god, of, an, of a great old one, don't think it gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Uh, and I'll still roll a gigantic eight. <laughs> um, you hear back, actually speaking to you. We will pass how we wish. But we have no judgment to deliver upon you. One of your group has murdered the servants of Yik, the Great Father. Oh shit. I knew it. <laughs> why, why couldn't I just put it outside in a cup? <laughs> in a cup? Because it's yeah. a fucking snake! It was just a little snake. What, what makes it worse is you've gone and done it again. Yeah. Just now. <sighs> yeah, it might be only thinking of that one. It might not know about the other one. <laughs> you've just done. <laughs> <Yeah>. Depends <laughs> which death they're talking about. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I want to turn to Jeff or whichever one of the city guard. Uh, closest to me. I was going to say this guy was Jeff. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to tell them to to move on past the snake. Don't look at it. Don't mess with it. It won't hurt you. And get them to move on. Um, and I guess I'm going to have to try and commit it not to kill Sophia, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hold out hope. Be a snake, well, I mean... dude. Yeah, you, you say kill her. Mm, well, unless she wants to, I suppose, give herself to Yig. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, just, just. No. Just throw it out there. I mean, yeah. just throw it out it's, there. It's, it's, it's an option. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Thank you for not limiting my options there. <laughs> Get a cool snow teeth on your gear. <laughs> yeah, slither around on the floor. Okay. Yeah, what's not to <laughs> Please, God, don't pretend to be a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Works we'll try, so well we'll try and convince them that Rogar's a tabaxi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So, um, first of all, I want to know if like all the uh, civilians and the uh, the city guard get through. Um, so the civilians at the moment, if you look on the map, I put them right right at the back. Uh, all right. I assume you guys have taken up a bit of a defensive position in front of them now that you see all these snakes approaching through the water and through the uh, sewer system. Uh, yeah. This larger one is coming into view of everyone now. Do you want this guard to go ahead and kind of test the water of getting past the snake? You're going to have to either persuade or intimidate him into doing so because he's a little bit like, fuck that noise. Right. Okay. 
And then, you don't want to move, don't move. And I mean, do not move. Do not engage it, do not do a thing. Can you do that? He sort of nods, but you see he is, like, his spear is shaking in his hands. And the large snake's voice echoes through the uh, tunnels again and goes, Blood must be paid. Blood for blood. Okay. So, um... Give myself a paper cut. <laughs> I'll, I'm more think. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Blood for blood, you say? Well, I'm quite happy to sacrifice a few things to you if that's what the debt that requires to be paid. But the 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 little lady, unfortunately, it can't be her. So tell you what, I've got a few creatures hanging around. Sacrifice them, blood for blood. Sound like a deal? You see, kind of sways rhythmically in the water for a moment just it's two serpentine eyes just never looking away from you just glowing a bright yellow in the darkness make your offering you can give them my tiger um i'm going to take both your tigers oh one tiger both your tigers and Dwayne. oh shit okay and you. sacrifice all three of them <sighs> Uh, oh, hang on, wait, would Dwayne bleed is the question? Uh, Dwayne does, a ghost. does, yeah. So I don't think he would, would he? Um, I think he, he would bleed to a point and then just disappear. He might be satisfied with that, you don't know. So well, my, ti my tigers would disappear, wouldn't they? Yeah, it'd be a similar kind of deal. The, he doesn't know that. Make him shake on it with his tail. Um, I, I, don't, I don't fancy pushing this guy too much. He but... is 14 foot. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, uh, and sacrifice the free creatures, like rather ritualistically. It, well, or like give them to him, and he can do it. I don't care how he does it. Mm. And obviously, he took the person already, so I'm hoping four lives might be enough. Okay, you lead the animals forward and kind of usher them. I mean, Dwayne will follow your, your orders regardless, and if Sophia makes the mental command to the tigers, they'll go as well. Mm, yeah. And with just lightning reflexes, this thing's venomous-looking maw shoots forward multiple times, just ripping out their throats. And you watch as all three animals just lay dead on the floor as the smaller snakes start to just writhe over them, biting them and tearing them apart until all three animals just fade away, as they are all um, magical creatures. And you hear in response, That pays for the first death. What of the second? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, man, you drive a hard bargain. Take Jeff! <laughs> no! <laughs> I will take the one called Jeff. No. <laughs> is there anybody else in that the band of civilians we have called Jeff? <laughs> you have twenty nine civilians. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we could take this thing, could we? I'd be able to. Um, I'm go. I, 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 no, you, you you would have more of a chance with two tigers and Dwayne. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> we, 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 having seen who creates these things, well, not even creates them, who worships these things, and knowing how powerful he is no we could not take the snake i mean we, we, we killed three angels earlier but you know 
Just saying. Yeah, this guy was like Dr. Nick levels, if not higher. Yeah, he was, but... Yeah, but he just worships them. <laughs> okay. The, well, no, I don't, I don't want to fight it. I, I'm quite happy to sacrifice a civilian or two, but that's because I'm yeah. Roga. Mm, yeah, I'm, it's not sitting well with me. Well, but it's up many, to you. I, I, I can't control your actions, you see. No, I know. But also, oh, I could be, um, no, I would certainly die. So did, did, the, did the snake specifically ask for the one called Jeff? <laughs> He's willing to take the one called Jeff. <laughs> Put, well, I was just thinking there's about There's one that's even into, closer. I, I was just, I was just going to head into the group of civilians, pull out the person who I think looks... I don't want to take somebody who's like super old because it doesn't look like much for an offering, but I just want to take a person of middle age, middle build, you know, like like well, like if I saw myself stood in a crowd, mm. not not myself as Rogar, myself as the guy playing Rogar. <laughs> <laughs> so meta. The man <laughs> And um, aged. Yeah, I want I want to bring that person out and. Uh, I'll, a poor uh, civilian called James Bunkle. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to make you roll against a civilian because they are far weaker than Rogar. Um, they are... Poor James is kicking and screaming as he's dragged through the water towards the snake. Yep. You going to let it happen, Sophia? Yeah. The city guard don't look happy about it, but they also don't think they stand a chance. Yeah, if, if I see any of them kind of giving me, like, the stink eye, looking like they want to try and stop me, I will glare back at them. Kind of bowing to Brogar's knowledge um, that we can't take him, take it, and I don't really want to die. If no one's to... going to stop me, that's what I'm doing, so... Yeah. And I'm nowhere near, am I? No. Carry on, then. Ah. So, yeah, you take poor uh, James Bunkle and fling him through the water towards the large serpent and again just quick as a whip those fangs come out and it rips the man's throat out just leaving a pool of blood to start to disperse through the sewer water the snake looks at you rogar kind of sways back and forth a little bit again and goes the blood debt has been paid you may pass glad we can soon to this arrangement as I said, if you want to leave the sewer, point to the right. That's your exit tunnel. And I turn around to uh, Sophia, Jeff, and the other people and say, Right, move out. As you're walking past with the group of civilians and you're all sort of trying to do that thing where you're both walking very slowly but also very quickly at the same time, like you don't want to think that you're running prey for this thing or something, but all the civilians have got like their eyes down and they're slogging through the water as quickly as they can. All of you feel a shake in the sewers, and Tommy, you feel this as well. You're still a fair way away, but you feel the city shake. And Rogar, as you're passing the creature, it turns a little bit and looks down at you and goes, The Serpent Father comes. Be prepared. And it starts to slither past you. Well, that'll be interesting. We just, is it kind of like in Thor Ragnarok when Ragnarok like beats off Hela and we're just letting two evil things just battle it out for the city? I can't defeat you, but he can. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you mean Sota? 
Soto, yeah. Soto. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah um, well, that's the way Rogar's looking at it. <laughs> snake, snake versus angels. <laughs> snake god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like one of those kind of movies that you know would be on TV on Channel Four on a weekend or something. <laughs> Snakes versus angels. I didn't hear Rogar talk about Yig. I just know that Rogar was talking for the group, so I'm not very suspicious either. Was he speaking parcel tongue? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was speaking common, and yeah, I understood that, and I understood the fact that. Rogar didn't say anything other than anything incriminating. So, well, you, let's move on. You've successfully sacrificed a civilian to pay for. All right, Tommy, for fuck's sake. I'm not Tommy, I'm Matt. I'm judging you as Matt. Tommy's not seen this, he doesn't know. Kellenball <laughs> <laughs> loves you. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah, he does. I mean, you, technically, you didn't do anything, you just didn't not do anything either. <laughs> Sophia. As you're walking through the sewers trying to lead these civilians away, you do feel a stabbing pain in your chest. Bugger fuck. Right where my um, necklace is? Seem to be about there. I'm going to try and shake it off. You um, look to where the necklace is and you kind of hold it up for a moment and you see just right across the center there's a crack. Oh dear. That is really bad. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to die. So, um, you continue on with most of your party still left. I mean, is it is it cracked as in like it's, you know, completely gone, or is it like a this is your final warning type of crack? There's like a little hairline fracture that's kind of zigzagging through the amulet. So it's not broken into yet. No. Okay. Get a bit of solder on that, would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> We've always walked the. A grey line. Yep. Mm-hmm. But okay then. So the rest of your group makes its way through the sewers. Again, you hear those rumbling sounds and the floor underneath you shakes. But at the same time, every so often you have to stop as you hear what sounds like crumbling rubble above you and you see bits of dust and dirt start to fall from the ceiling and you wonder just what's going on up there. However, you are trying to make your way out of the city, out to this kind of uh, little smuggler's den area. And eventually all those noises stop and you assume you're probably outside the city wall by now. And after the sewer kind of blends into more of a cave system, you start to work your way upwards a little bit until you come out to an area that's clearly like a cave mouth somewhere outside the city. It's a bit lighter and it's a bit more open air, but you can see it's probably a place where people like would drop stuff to get smuggled into the city, maybe bury things for drop-off points, stuff like that. And you and what remains of your group all manage to make it there. It'll be a little while before Tommy and Emmerich and R4 show up, so if there's anything you wish to do, do let me know. Is there, is there, is there anything like they're waiting to be smuggled in at the minute? Do an investigation. An 18. Uh, an 18? Digging through, and uh, you see a couple of what looked like empty sacks on the side. You look in one of them, because it uh, seems a little lumpy. And you find a rather nice-looking uh, heavy crossbow. Ooh! In fact, nice enough that you might call it a plus-one heavy crossbow. Ooh! Nice! Rogar has a ranged weapon. Finally! 
okay, okay. I'm gonna be um, praying fervently. <laughs> yeah. To uh, lead the civilians in a prayer. Yeah, pretty much to pray for the guy that just died. Yeah, pr pray for the soul of James Bunkle as he passes on into um, the Slembors. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Pray, pray, pray that his soul may be, you know, cleansed. At least. If, if it did seem painful. Even if his body's devoured and slowly being eaten alive by the acid of the snake. Hey, it didn't seem painful. Oh, it was certainly painful as you watched his skin <laughs> bubble up first in the poison and his eyes melt. It was a horrifying, horrifying scene. Yeah. It was dark. Didn't really see it. <laughs> so can I? Can I do like a? A history check on the on Cassiel and the other angels, or uh, is it history, or is it um, a religion. religion check? Yeah, religion. If you want to know about angels, I do. Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen. You don't know anything about those named angels, but you do recall a little bit more, especially because Sophia did a, a check earlier to kind of figure out a few things about angels and um, what you learn after uh, giving it a bit of a think, is, you know, for starters, what Sophia knew. So angels are shards of divinity. They're basically the right hands of their particular gods. If they don't do as they're ordered, they can become fallen angels. What you learn on top of that is that there are many classes of angel uh, who are vastly varying in power. All angels are pretty powerful. But, like, those armored ones you engaged with were clearly, like, lesser angels of some description. Um, possibly more angelic than you would consider, say, like, an, an Asimar, who are, like, half angels. Like, tieflings are half devil or demon. Um, but when you're talking about pure, full-blooded angels, you would know that they tend to fall into three major categories, at least. Which is a, a diva, sorry, a deva, <laughs> which are, like... The lowest rank of full-blooded angel, very powerful, um, but as I say, the lowest tier. The ones above them are known as planetar. They are seen as the the actual weapons of the gods they serve. They are like a tangible representation of their deity's might. They're very strong. They can call down storms and insects and horrifying things and those are the ones that you tend to hear the rooms around that you, you can't lie to them they can see through deception and what you also know with a 14 is above a planetar there is one last tier of angel who are exceptionally powerful they are almost unto a god in their sheer power and glory and they are known as the solar they are pure radiant beings it's said that there's not too many of these but their celestial might is put on the same level as like a demon prince or one of the uh devilish lords of the nine hells they are extremely powerful they really only ever are talked about in the context of grand cosmic events a solar is related to something that is like an existential threat. That's when a solar tends to appear. So something like the blood war between the uh, demons and the devils. The angels of that level of power are the sorts of angels who would lead their own forces in the blood war. You know, um, I'd say with that, you would know, say, 
Um, the most famous fallen angel, who was also a solar in previous life, is Zariel, who leads the first level of the Nine Hells. She's the current ruler of Avernus. That's the sort of level you're talking about with solar. Shit. Not um, talking about angels. Big guns. Yeah. At least we didn't piss one of those off. Uh, well, could, could I do um, a history check on the Divine Hand, then? Sure. I'd say both you and Sophia, or is Sophia just uh, too uh, busy in prayer at the minute? Um, I'm guessing you waited until I had stopped sobbing. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a 17 on my history check. Okay. Um, So, Rogar, what you would know about the Divine Hand. You are aware of the Divine Hand from a sort of global scale. So, they are seen as a very powerful force throughout the entirety of the southern continent that you're currently stood on. They are essentially an empire. They control multiple lands. They are led by an emperor called Magnus, who you don't really know much about, but he is their current ruler. There has often been rumors that the Divine Hand have some sort of ties to the celestial realms, and given what you've seen today, those rumors appear to be true. But they are not just like a celestial force. They are a physical empire in this land hmm were they to the south weren't they yeah they uh, have conquered and control many lands to the south of you you would know that Varadin, as a um, city-state has warred against them previously and obviously you knew that at one point in time kren held some sort of uh, tenuous peace with them i'm guessing they, they didn't have angels last time we warred with them though don't remember any rumors about bringing out guns that big i mean you know they're, they're, they're the goody two-shoes empire, but, you know, mm. I, th- I think I think we, we'd know about it if they brought angels last time, because we probably wouldn't have survived. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, were they just looking for an excuse to attack or something? Well, Kren did kill one of their emissaries. Yeah. Could be one of the reasons. Because <laughs> if, you, if you were that powerful, why wouldn't you just try and dominate everybody? I guess Varadin's pretty powerful normally, except when you've just had a civil war and, well, I say a, a revolution and the entire army's inside the city trying to keep the peace. Yeah, exactly. You've kind of gone from, you know, being a powerful state where the ru- the the ruler at the time was trying to get rid of all of the army, as it were, to replace them with crystalline soldiers to what we are now. Um, with this, with an 18, I'll give you uh, one more little tidbit about them. So their capital city is known as Eternus, and it is in the land of uh, Keshari, which is um, on the border with Oshara, Renar, and Takar, which are basically like the three countries that make up the most southern part of the map. Okay. So I'll, I'll relay this information back with Sophia. Um, so, you know, try and gather our thoughts about what's going on. Um good knowledge dude yeah i suppose is uh, are any of like the the, the, i assume the city guard are going to be on some kind of watch um but i just wanted to see if there was any kind of murmurings going on within like the civilians that we have left the 28 of them uh murmurings i mean at the moment they're all mostly concerned that their houses are on fire and they're never gonna see their homes again things like that and you can question them on something specific if you want but that's the general feel right now they're all just scared and tired because they've been forced forced to march through a sewer 
terrified of giant snakes, and this is probably the worst day of most of their lives. Do, uh, do any of them have any any obvious religious symbols? Or does one of them happen to be the guy that I spoke to on the soapbox earlier? Uh, you don't see that guy, but you do see uh, a smattering of religious symbols. Some of them are holding a little flaming sword of Tempest. Some of them have the little um, a little scale of Kalembor. They're all just kind of worshipping the gods that are quite common in Baradin. They're basically just clinging to anything they have. Mm. Shit. I was going to try and get the Doom Guide, wasn't I? Well, I hope you, you were. got out. Well, if, he did, if he's anything like Araha, probably not. That's a good point. I mean, there was an explosion at the temple, at the palace, wasn't there? Yes. I, I doubt he would have survived that. Well, I'm working on the assumption he did not. Mm-hmm. I say, have we got any, have we got any, um, is there like any, I don't know, is there any like little boxes or anything around that can stand on? Like a rock? Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's little rocks and things. It's a cave. I'm going to stand on like a bit of an outcropping of rock uh, to address the, uh, Address the people. I want to try and, like, well, if I can, suppose galvanize them a little bit. Oh, you're not using this time to get more. Of course he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course he is. But at the same time, he is the one that just pulled one, out, one of the guys out of their ranks and threw him to the snakes. So, you know, we'll see how they, how they take it. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I would give you a persuasion with disadvantage, but tell me what you're saying. So I'm just going to, uh, I'll stand on my box. I'll say, people. Cast aside those icons of gods who have judged you, gods who have sent beings to destroy your homes, destroy your city, take things from you. I promise to lead you to your destiny. I promise to lead you to a new future, a better future, not to be judged by gods who never make any appearance who never offer anything in return for your devotion. Follow me into this great future and cast those idols aside. I'll go with that. Okay, let me uh, persuade you. They probably won't, but you never know. Only a six. Six. You, they they pay attention to you, but you see they're all very shell-shocked at the moment. Maybe a few of your words sunk in, but they don't take any sort of immediate action to show you that they do. They're just, they're very downtrodden right now. Well, worth a shot. Somebody's got to try and get these people to, you know, book up their ideas. No, I'm just like relieved that no one's actually listening to him or else I would have had to speak out. <laughs> Sophia, you are the representative of Kalembor now of the city, so. Oh, don't say that. That's just, that's just taking the <laughs> piss, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, a massive it, crack it, in you. It may be true. This, this is the simple. city. Hey, hey, you've got a massive crack. It's called your face. <laughs> uh, talking out of his crack. <laughs> uh, as you two start to descend into arguing, uh, Tommy and Emmerich and all four start making their way towards the, uh, the little cave and uh, see the group of their friends and uh, new recruits all kind of sat around looking a bit sad. All right, you made it out then. And so did you. What, 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 why does everyone look like Gandalf just died? But did you see any snakes? Uh, nope. Was I supposed to? It's a big motherfucking snake in there. Don't kill the snakes. What, like you know, and and Tommy holds his hands out to be like two feet. Try, try upwards of ten. Just keep an eye out. Don't kill any snakes. 
Tommy kind of pulls a face and looks at Roga because he obviously knows that Sophia's scared of snakes. And he's like, "Really? Is she? Is she just just um just bullshitting me?" <laughs> Rogar's gonna shoot you the Fonzie guns. Eh, probably not that big then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, are we missing one? All right, Snake at him and and the Dwayne. Actually, and... miss, missing two. And two tigers. And the tigers. And where's Dwayne? Is he fucked off? He got eaten by the snake. Okay. Let's just let's just I uh, have a crack. What? Leave me alone. <laughs> So, so do we all love. So do we all. No. Um, I don't elaborate. I'm, I'm just. I'm just like. <laughs> why does Rogar seem the sane one right now? <laughs> Rogar's gonna be holding his hand out, doing like the, you know, like the the wiggle that you do to like. Eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Well. Whatever. Should we just get moving then? Did you get your sword? Was that fucking worth it? Yeah. Pretty much. And they whip it out and do a little flourish. Doesn't seem very magical son. to me. Yeah, no. Fucker hadn't got around to it yet. So no, it wasn't fucking worth it then. Well, I didn't lose anyone. Fuck and... off! <laughs> <laughs> and I got this bag as well. And I put out the um, small bag that I managed to nick on the way. Do you want to examine it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have a look. I hadn't really had a chance up to this point. Sure. Let me... Uh... Bring up what it is. Do me um do me an arcana check. I miss um, Solara. Okay, I will give it a try. <laughs> yeah, she would have done a great thing. Which is actually pretty good for Tommy. Mm. So as you kind of examine the bag, roll me three D four. Maybe not, oh dear. Uh, a six. Six. Um inside the bag you see six beans. Okay. Did you sell a cow to get those beans? <laughs> uh, no, I just nicked it off his table. Uh, do I have any idea what the beans do? Um, with a 13, you examine them and you notice as you pull like, one out, it's got like a little um, almost molten quality to the inside of it. Like It doesn't hurt to touch, but it's got this kind of flowing, flamey insides. And you wonder if I uh, hit this against something. Might uh, might explode. Uh, as somebody who is proficient in Arcana, what may it take a look? Uh, I'll carefully pass you a beam. Please don't throw it. Mm. So uh, hit me with an Arcana, Rogo. Uh, 16. 16? Okay. Well, as you guys take a minute to uh, look through that, Rogo, I'd say with a 16, you know this is known as a bag of beans. Inside this heavy cloth bag are 3D4 dry beans, which in your case, 6. The bag weighs a half pound plus a half plus a quarter pound for each bean it contains. If you dump the bag's contents out on the ground, they explode in a 10-foot radius, extending from the beans. Each creature in the area, including you, must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw, taking 5d4 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful slave. The fire will ignite flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. If you remove a bean from the bag, plant it in dirt or sand, and then water it, the bean produces an effect one minute later from the ground where it was planted. DM chooses the effect from the following table, either, or I can just pick randomly. But yeah, it'll do a lot of different things. Uh, with the 16, you don't know all the things it can do, but it can do some weird shit, is what you've heard. Huh. I will relay this back to Tommy. And to so, if I want to commit suicide, I just dump them on the floor, yeah? Yeah. Mass right. suicide. Yeah. Okay, 
Uh, I'm guessing no. I can't like fucking just lob them. Yeah, you could lob them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I can lob them. I can't, he says when it dropped on the floor in front of you, but you can lob yeah. them and it will blow up in a as far as I can throw it, basically. Yeah, that's what I would say. Oh, like a yeah. grenade. Yeah, fair enough then. So, so I've got a frag that I can plant in the ground, and it becomes something. Something else. Lots of weird shit is what you've heard for uh, if you plant it. Could be good. Could be horrible. Cool. Could be horrible. It. Could be roga. So I can I can plant it and fuck off and then see what happens. Yeah, because it takes a minute. You can literally do that. You can sneak okay. up where planted in the ground and just run away. And nice. once you've used it, you've used it. Uh, yes. So you have six beans. When they are gone, oh. they are gone. <laughs> when they've been, they've been. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold my hand out carefully for Rogar to hand me the bean back. I'll put it back in the bag if he does and just pop it in my bag of holding for now. Okay. I might I might at some point give everyone a bean, but we'll see. I've got too many bean puns in my head. Let's just <laughs> <laughs> So is the plan now that you're all together to start moving on. Yeah, and Tommy's gonna start to feel a little bit uncomfortable again because he's outside the city and there are trees. Mm-hmm. And not just nice individual, you know, majestic trees, but lots of them. <laughs> lots of the fuckers. They're not cultured trees. No, no. What what one tree is elegant? It shows you've got the prestige to own a tree in a city. Um, many trees is not good. It's just showy. Yeah, it's and and, and there's you know you can't see through them properly, and it's, we, we need some solid you know stone and brick. We're naturey. So as you guys go out of the um, cave mouth, you realize you're on a bit of a a raised outcropping. Like it's almost like a small cliff and on one side it looks out over the city of Baradin from a bit of a distance and then as you say behind you is forest and woodland and who knows what from there though as your little group walk out of the cave you get a really good view of what's going on in Baradin Um, you can see winged creatures flying through the sky you can see outside Baradin there's a rather large force of soldiers all like flooding through the gates they're making their final push into the city as it's been a fair few hours now since the invasion began. And, well, whether there are people inside Varadin currently trying to hold the line in little pockets of resistance, you don't know. But it's clear that the Divine Hand came here with one goal in mind, and they did not want to fail at it. Above the city, you can see the storm cloud raging. It's gotten so much worse since you left. Large bolts of lightning are crashing to the ground. The wind is just swirling around so fast. It almost looks like a small hurricane in places where you see all the rain getting caught up in it. And it looks like just a storm of vengeance itself falling down upon the city. You watch as the four angels are still kind of focusing on the storm. And you see those six strange wheel creatures have kind of descended into the city and all seem to be channeling, you guess there must be some sort of spell, because they're all just glowing and it's extending this kind of radiance over the land where they've landed and in the middle of it all you see Cassiel flying, kind of observing things, ensuring that the invasion goes to plan as he hovers there, you feel the ground underneath you shake and in the centre of Varadin there is a huge explosion as five large snake heads burst from the ground. These 
green and gold snakes of just titanic proportions start weaving up into the sky. Cassiel notices them just as they're upon him, and he blocks their opening attack, but he is flung upwards into the storm itself. Within moments, all five angels descend upon this monstrous creature, this titan of destruction, as more and more snake heads just keep bursting from the ground, emanating from some creature beneath. A body that you can't quite make out from where you are, but it's almost hydra-like in the number of heads that are bursting from the ground. All of these massive snakes, as they're fighting each other, the group of you are stood there, watching over things. All four, Tommy, Emmerich, Sophia, Rogar, Solara. Who's Solara? Sophia, as Tommy's kind of distracted looking at the city he loves being torn apart, you do have that thought. Wait, what? Solara's got, and you look over, and you see the black robes of the Crimson Tongue. Tommy, as you're watching the scene unfold, Rogar as well, with your uh, good eyes, both of you spot a small pinprick of blue light just floating over the city, seemingly unperturbed by the cataclysmic war that is going on between these divine entities. It's shining like a small star and getting brighter, just becoming this brilliant little pinpoint. And Rogar, you here right next to you. In the name of Azrahim, the voice of chaos, the father of all magic and the lord of secrets, I call upon thee. Shatter the pines that chain us with my offering of blood and flesh and souls Remake the laws of magic anew. We shall not be limited by the old laws. By my words, sever the realms. And you watch as that small pinprick of blue light suddenly expands rapidly. It washes over that monstrous serpentine creature. It engulfs the angels as they're flying around. And it spreads over the entire city until it becomes a giant swirling blue dome that you cannot see through. It expands out beyond the city walls, covering the armed forces that were invading, and you just hear a manic cackle from next to you. And that's where we're gonna end the episode. Yes! Bullshit. Holy fuck. How close is this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> She's really close, isn't she? She's right. She's behind me. <laughs> well, you you spotted her. The rest of us haven't. Well, she just spoke in my ear, so. We yeah. Well, I, I guess guess we, we we all probably heard that maniacal cackling. We'll <laughs> oh, see what yeah. happens next. We'll, we'll see what happens next episode. But suffice, suffice to say, maniacal cackling behind him. Um, Tommy's using his um, free flourish to draw his guns. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. Uh, I'm not gonna well, shoot anyone just yet. <laughs> Well, that was fun. Yeah. I was wondering if David and the ilk were going to get out. Apparently they uh, did. She, well, at least she did. And so that's what she was working on. Yeah. Oof. Long time coming. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'd say this is a moral victory. It's not moral at all. It's a victory for evil, sure, but it's not moral. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. 
Well, fact. I mean, point, to be yeah. fair, Angels um, two episodes ago, and now yeah, the Crimson Tongue and her dome. And, yeah, okay, well, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Didn't they do that in the Simpsons movie? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they put the, yeah, they did. They put a dome over Springfield, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Rather different, though. A little bit. There might be a sinkhole to the outside. You never know. Yeah. Or is that what we just went through? I think. Well, I don't know. Don't know how how deep this dome goes, but I don't like don't like the odds of whoever's inside it. Really. No. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if you fed the sick crimson tongue to um the snake by accident. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that would have happened though. Uh, no. No. Somehow, no. Well. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, as 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 is, as is usually the case, you know, we are fairly dumbfounded after that, and we'll take a week to process it before we come back for another episode. <laughs> That's how I uh, like to leave things. Shocking. Yeah, all. I think the the, the 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 good thing about that is we we are just as dumbfounded as you, dear listener. The different. The, the trouble is, is now we're still trying to do a podcast here. So. <laughs> yeah, and trying to think a way of out of this. I mean. You could just sit there for the ride. Yeah, yeah. You just, 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 or if, if you're listening back a bit late, just start the next episode. You'll find <laughs> out. True. <laughs> Why was there only one more episode after this one? <laughs> yeah. What was the point? That, that, that's the wrapping up episode where we talk about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Arc two was very short. Yeah. Well, she didn't need very long. She was pretty much there. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, a long winding path yet to go, but <laughs> we'll find out about that next week. Thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plots. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did enjoy it, go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. There's a bunch of different tiers, and if you just want to tip us something, there's even just a $1 tier, so have at it. We are available on all podcast providers. We have a WordPress website and a Facebook group. And if you really like the show and you don't want to donate, well, there's always leaving an iTunes review. Always very handy. Also, if you want to chat with any of us, I am on Twitter at at treasonno, and my players are there with their player names and GTM here at the end of it. And I will hand you over to them all to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art Podcasting and Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, not during this pandemic. I mean, I don't know. You, you, you can go there now. You just can't do anything when you get there. Yeah. It's open. You can get food. It's open as a takeaway. I just won't be there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Ooh, takeaway options. Yeah. Go get some takeaway from there if you live nearby. Give it a try. Or if you don't, you can travel. Yeah, Boris says so. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Kevin Helsing again here. And, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed because I've got all these songs just sitting there waiting to be dedicated to one of you lovely listeners out there. And I haven't had a chance yet to do so. So, you know, maybe maybe give us a little subscribe on Patreon and get one of those dedicated personally just to you. But I got a couple of things about Tommy again this week. So, um, yeah. Turns out Tommy hates it when people say the Y in his name. Most people say it as an E, as in Tommy. But it annoys him when they say it as a Y, like Tommy. I, I don't get it either, but apparently he does. <laughs> Tommy calls birds sky rats. 
And he thinks that elephants don't exist. They're just made up to terrify small children. He's a weird guy. You're a weird guy for thinking of that shit. Kurt, me? I don't think of that shit. I live with the guy. <laughs> Today, the letter J is going to kill you, such as jackalware. These ordinary jackals, tainted by demonic power. Jackalwares haunt roads and trails, waylaying and murdering those they meet. So probably us when we leave the city. I don't know. Bumble about a bit. Sounds about right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. Theron black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. She hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, black glass with smooth edges. Oh wow, this is really cool. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. Maybe I could take it to a friend. I would use the word friend lightly. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases which are both marked with Theron symbols. As you place it down, it instantly lights up. You know what this means, right? This could be the chance we've been looking for. That doesn't sound good. Sons of the Fathers is a sci-fi horror podcast using the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. It is a Necropodicon original, and our first episode premieres on the 1st of March, 2020. We advise that the show isn't for children, but is great for those who revel in hapless protagonists facing ever-increasing bad odds. Sons of the Fathers. Boundless space. Endless horror. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.